I just lost my, my screen just went black. That's weird. Um, it was like Huang. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> let me, let I me lost, just... I lost all of my tabs. <laughs> Squid game. Come on, dude. This can't be that hard. to. Find. No, I lost my tabs. Um, Squid I, game creator. I'm going to mark this. Like so stamp this crap. Oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Blow Podcast. This is Troy, and I'm here with my cold bro. Singular. Singular. While those two jerks are in Arizona. Yeah, what the hell is up with They're that? in Phoenix watching a Packers versus Cardinals game. Which tells you exactly when we're recording right now. I know, huh? <laughs> So if this has come out a few so days later. If, <laughs> if, if things go right, the Packers will lose. <laughs> but, but they'll still be better off than us because they're, they're on vacation <laughs> that's true some bros hanging out there yes. was reese too what's up reese so like it's funny because like you and i both just were like found out like oh hey scott's in arizona oh, oh reese is in there oh jamo you got you guys are all in arizona. i invited each of those per- i was like hey i want to go see dune who, who wants to go with me and i asked them all one by one and they're like oh we're gonna be in arizona <laughs> and i was like all of you huh <laughs> and then reese that's is like, weird reese is like i'm here i just landed <laughs> i was just like oh well oh, that's that's cool Thanks. but the good thing is it's we nice. won't we won't have the nepotism of those two to like <laughs> talking about how it, everything that, that the other person likes is the best thing ever <laughs> um but yeah you know go uh go cards um no just i i like the packers i don't really, yeah i don't even care <laughs> i don't really care either out of those two teams like honestly i, I like cheering against the packers just because it bothers jake it's usually <laughs> on a sunday too like we're like on a sunday we'll be like man we had to wake up so early and get our kids like all dressed for church and then jake will send a picture of himself on the couch walking watching a packers game Son so of a whenever bitch. they lose i'll rub that in his face <laughs> <laughs> i uh i, I like, turned about's fair play I, uh, you know, I was like, they're all in Arizona, obviously having a better time, but like, you know, you and I are just like, you know what? Screw this. We're going to record an episode without you guys. Without you guys. Yeah. We got some tacos. Mm -hmm. We could watch critical role in a little bit. It'll be on in an hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. The new new season started. Um, yeah, well I, I do, I do miss them. Like I like hanging out with them. I like recording with them, but you know, they're not here. So (laughs) I would apologize, but no. I would apologize, but no, but no, <laughs> we're going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> I would apologize, but no, I've said that before. <laughs> you, you have usually it's in regards to Reese too. <laughs> that was really rude. I would apologize, but no, no. <laughs> isn't that a sorry, not sorry. Uh, basically, I yeah. think it's, I would apologize, but no is, is just a, a longer way of saying, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag. Hashtag. Oh, well, weird. I know. Right. What have you been up to, man? Oh, dude, I've been up to a lot. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, let me let me see. We we should be able to cover more because we don't have as many descending voices here because Jake and Scott are gone. <laughs> <laughs> are we just gonna Are we just gonna <laughs> on them the whole time? Yeah, of course. Great, that's why awesome. we're <laughs> perfect. I was hoping you would say that. I don't have to listen to Jake's boring things that he watches anymore. <laughs> whatever show he watches on like <laughs> Apple TV or whatever. <laughs> um, so I recently saw a. Uh, a YouTube video and this YouTube video, it's from one of my favorite YouTubers. His name is super eye patch wolf. He's an Irish guy. All right. And he makes like the best content, like anything that he will make a video about. I instantly become interested in cause he's such a good salesman on this thing. Okay. 
but he was saying he basically talked about how Riverdale on the CW is one of the best shows on television bar none really and i was like bull crap cw okay. yeah i used right. to give reese the hardest time about watching the show i was like it just looks so stupid and it does and it is um but in the video he was like here's a graph right and it's like a big u shape and he's like this graph is your enjoyment of things on the right over here is my enjoyment of things that are good like uh, they're masterpieces you know like dark Knight, or he used cowboy bebop as an example cowboy bebop was a masterpiece but like something is good and you enjoy it and then there's stuff in the middle mediocre things like like shang chi (laughs) 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 or something you know (laughs) like you really didn't like that no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just joking but like mediocre stuff like captain marvel you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's like not bad enough to like hate um so mediocre things so if it's mediocre you enjoy it a lot less and then it goes back up and he's like here's when things are so bad that they're good okay and he put like the room kung pao you know yeah stuff that's so bad it's good and he was like season one of archie or uh riverdale was about in the middle right and as the season goes and he's like they, they fired this for these writers. Here's a list of the writers from season one. Here's a writers from season two, completely different cast. And he's like, and here is where the show goes off the rails. And then it starts to creep up towards, towards it's the, so the left bad. side. It's so bad that it's enjoyable because in, in the first season and I, I watched the show, I wanted to give it a chance. I'm addicted. <laughs> I am addicted to the show for the wrong. It's, for the right. It's schlocky garbage. <laughs> he, he, he literally compared it to wrestling, like like attitude era wrestling with just like shocking moments and just like, that doesn't make sense, but I don't care. <laughs> um so season one is about like there's a murder, they're trying to unravel who the murder is. There's hot people hooking up all the time. They're 15 years old, <laughs> but they're like doing very like going to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like very you can tell the people are like nearing 30 and they're pretending to be like 15 the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Jeez. but they're like almost like aware of it, right? So yeah. season one, there's like there's a murder, but like, okay, let's figure out who this murder was, and then they're like hooking up and stuff and one of them sleeping with a teacher <laughs> and so it's like 90210 basically right and i was like oh that wasn't too bad and then the end of season one a guy walks in with a mask on his face and he shoots somebody and then he leaves and that's how the season one ended and then season two started and they're like Oh, this wasn't a robbery. This is a serial killer. This guy's a serial killer and he goes around and he kills a bunch of people. But the way that he said it was like, I think that they did this just to be shocking. Yeah. They had no idea where they were going to go with this. Right. It was just shocking. Sure. And then the writers changed and then they're like, oh no, he's a serial killer. So and it was like, instead of a botched robbery, it was a mass murder. So it was kind of like the whole painting yourself out of a corner type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but the mass murderer is so much more interesting <laughs> than a, than a, than a, than yeah. a, yeah. Okay. So season two is a, a kind of figure out who the mass murderer is, but in season two, there's gang violence. There's people getting skinned <laughs> with knives. Whoa. There's people, uh, they're, they're having like races, like these rival gangs are racing each other. There's mafia. There's, uh, two serial killers. There's three serial killers in season two. Wow. And then season three starts and there's Dungeons and Dragons cults. <laughs> D and D does, does that exist? They call it serpents and swords. Oh geez. <laughs> and that's the serpents. Thing. and swords. 
<laughs> and the, the funny thing too is i i was actually a fan of like archie comics back in the when they put it in newspapers and mm-hmm. stuff like i like sure. reading it and it's been around like a hundred years it's been around like as long as superman like yeah and it's weird seeing because archie comics uh has influenced so many like so many phrases come from it like born on the wrong side of the tracks okay that's because you're there from the south side of riverdale and they were in like the the rough neighborhood or like the girl next door that's betty cooper so that's that's where the expression girl next door came from with okay. archie comics all right um josie and the pussycats that comes from archie uh sabrina the teenage witch that comes from archie so so magic exists in that universe okay yeah but it's it's a bonker show you lost me but i'm i'm I lost I'm you trailing behind you <laughs> just a little bit. No, you didn't lose me. I'm just, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a crazy show yeah. it, and it's, it's garbage. It's straight up garbage, but I, but you love it. Yeah. You're addicted to oh, it. Yeah. I was talking to Kylie about it too. And it's, she's like, no wonder you like the show. Like the plot changes like this, like, and things just happen and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> then she's, I'm watching it and I'm ahead of her and she's trying to catch up. I'm, I'm on like episode 13 and she's on six. And I go back and watch six with her and I'm like, oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that this is where you're at. Cause I'm on two mayors are running for the to be the mayor of the town while their kids are running to be the student body president, <laughs> but they oppose each other. Oh geez. <laughs> but she's back on like trying to figure out who the serial killer was <laughs> in like six episodes. <laughs> it changes so much. Oh man. And this all started because you watched a YouTube video of an yeah. Irishman. Mm-hmm. He's a good salesman. Yep. What's his name again? Super eye patch wolf. Plug that super. Eye. Does he wear an eye patch? No. Oh, okay, cool. No. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check him out. Cause I, I'm a fan of the Irish. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're great. A fan of the fighting Irish. <laughs> um, I watched a, a YouTube video recently. Actually, it's funny that you reminded me of that. So I don't really watch a whole lot of YouTube. I don't go down on these YouTube rabbit holes mm-hmm. like, uh, like you and Scott specifically do. And Jake, Jake does too, but I probably watch more YouTube than like any other. I, I don't know. There was, so, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start with this. So the new Batman trailer, like there's the new Batman movie is coming out soon mm-hmm. or in, 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 I think a, in a couple months. I think it looks good. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, um, I, I'm a little skeptical only because this, Batman lore is, uh, I think we're, we as like, we're oversaturated with Batman right now. Mm-hmm. He's been around, like, it's just everybody. I mean, it's, it's DC's biggest cash cow right now. You know, everybody loves Batman. So like, why not? Right. But not mean, only Batman, they love Harley and Joker. Oh, Joker. And yeah. Yeah. Robin absolutely. And absolutely. Titans. And, and I, we, and we've talked about this and, and, um, uh, there was a, a YouTube video that I saw. Um, from the corridor crew. Mm-hmm. Do you got, do you watch them at all? Uh, I don't, but Scott sure does. We, yeah. we literally plug corridor crew every episode. Do we? I, I know we do. usually Scott <laughs> and we're doing it again. And we're doing it again. <laughs> Did we make a joke that we can't get one episode yes. in without mentioning? And I've corridor never crew. seen a video from them. <laughs> so I saw it was, I was scrolling through social media and I saw, I saw this as like a sponsored ad or something. And what it was, was um, the, the two guys on corridor crew were arguing about Batman and his little vanishing trick. Mm-hmm. You know how Batman, um, 
when he's like talking to commissioner Gordon or talking to somebody <laughs> and all of a sudden like they turn around and he's gone. And yeah, they yeah. turn around and he's gone. <laughs> so we were talking about that, about where, whether it was like feasible and <laughs> they were just like, what, first of all, where does he go? Cause he's not a super, he can't just vanish. But like, and so it's like, you just imagine Batman like hiding, you know, behind a little mm. wall somewhere. Uh, have we talked about this specific video? I, I think I've seen like a comedy of, uh, yeah. of Batman trying to leave, Yeah, but he had to wait for commissioner Gordon. To yeah. Turn around. He's like, what's that over there? And he's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so corridor crew, the, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about corridor crew, but the, the guy, there's two guys that like put it to the test. Right. Or one of them challenges the other guy to, and they put it to a test. And so this guy, he, uh, he calls a magician and he's like, Hey, what should I do if I want to do the Batman, Batman vanishing trick? And the magician's like, well, you're basically doing sleight of hand, but it's really just sleight of body. And all it is, is you just kind of have to distract them. Right? right. They have to be distracted. And then, and then you have to pick your moment. Right. He starts like kind of like figuring out things. And so he like, he starts with like controlling your environment and then going and like taking your, your people, like the person that you're like testing it on. And like, he like hides an envelope, right. And they, they mm-hmm. have to like find the envelope. And when they find the envelope and they're looking in it, that's when he like hides. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he's just hiding. Right. But they like turn around and he's like, not there. And they're just like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Cause all he's doing is just, he's just like hides somewhere or like, he kind of like just walks off and like goes around a corner. Does he do this in the new trailer? Does he disappear like that? I, he will. I mean, it's Batman. He disappears. He does that disappearing thing. It, it, it is in every did ben single. Ben Affleck do it? Yes. They did. Really? He did it in justice league. Remember? Cause the flash is like, Oh, that's rude. And then he just runs yeah, but off. They all disappeared. Yeah, they all did. But like, yeah. but like Batman did it. Uh, Batman did it. To, he always does it to commissioner Gordon. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, but was that like a thing that started in like the animated series? I think it was. No, I think honestly, I think it happened. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Adam West was doing that. No, but I think it was Michael Keaton that might've started it. Um, did he, who was the commissioner Gordon and Michael and, and Burton's Batman? So he's, um, I don't think he's a name that we would recognize, but he's like the bigger guy, right? The line is he sent us the signal, right? Or he gave us a, like he's, but that's the other thing is like the Michael Keaton movies didn't like Batman didn't really have much interaction with commissioner, with commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. It was just like commissioner Gordon, maybe in Batman returns. I don't remember that movie. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember where this whole Batman <clears throat> vanishing thing originated from right it has to be the animated movie like the animated the animated show i mean the animated show was like so influential and like harley quinn was yeah. made for that show yeah and like i don't know i, I feel like that show and even like to a lesser extent spider-man mm-hmm. are the reasons why their extended characters are so well known yeah that makes sense i i get that um and i don't i don't disagree with that at all actually um, I'm just trying to think of like, okay, but it, but it doesn't just exist in the movies and the mm-hmm. animes. It exists in the comic books. In fact, maybe, and, and, maybe that's it then. And like, well, I don't know if I'm trying to think. Um, so I have this, the, when I bought, um, the Batman begins DVD when it first came out. Right. Um, I bought like the special edition. It came out with this little comic book, right? <coughs> You're was, aging yourself. I know whatever. It's pretty cool. It, it, it was, it's all these, it's excerpt excerpts from the, from, of comics right. that basically shows where Christopher Nolan got his source material from. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff in these comics that is directly taken, um, or, or stuff in the movies that's directly taken out of these comics. Right. right. And there's this one with, um, where uh the scene in in dark knight when batman gordon and harvey dent are all talking on the roof and then batman disappears Mm -hmm. and then harvey dent looks at commissioner gordon he's like he does that right Mm -hmm. um 
that kind of joke that like it's directly in the comics i could find it for you but i only uh, have one hand and i can't really flip through it fast enough but anyway it, so it's like i believe you it's always existed and or not always existed but i i can't trace it back to when it happened but i think you might be right i think it might have happened in the animated series but i want to say i remember michael keaton doing it but I don't, I don't know, but, it, but it just it kind of just has become a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where Batman controls the conversation. He's just like, all right, I'm going to go now. Right. And like, mm-hmm. but I have to go when you can't see me leave because mm-hmm. it maintains this mysteriousness. <laughs> and it's just, when you think about it, it's such a silly thing. <clears throat> it really is. But when it's pulled off, you're like, oh, well, Batman is crazy. Anyway, it's just it's, like, it's like when you're staring at somebody across the street and a bus drives by and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> But it's silly because you know, you, then you realize like, okay, well, Batman doesn't have any superpowers. So is he like hiding behind that little... You know, I always like, just assumed that he shot his way out. But then wouldn't you hear the the, grap- the gas-powered so. grappling hook or whatever? Or, like, or maybe he jumped off the roof, but then it's like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and, and, and the th- funny thing is like, I think it happens more in Christopher Nolan's Batman movies mm-hmm. than anywhere else where mm-hmm. he just disappears. Right? Because like... Cause like, like he did it to Rachel Dawes when he's like, we're going to rattle the cages. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then he, she like picks up the pictures and looks up and he's gone. Right. And it's like, where did he go? Like, and why? Right. <laughs> and why? <I> know. <laughs> like, why can't he just that's, be like, that's the biggest question to me is why is he doing that? <laughs> it just kind of reminds me like, of like, he's like, Oh, there's more I wanted to say, but I saw my moment <laughs> and I had to go. <laughs> there's nothing more for me to say. And there's nothing more for me to hear from you. So you know what I, I don't know. It's just kind of, but it was, it was funny. They did a video on that and it was, it was just like <laughs> testing out, testing it out. If it was really actual feasible spoiler alert, it is, but it still is still kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it is. I don't know. It just kind of reminded I me. Mean, of that. It, it's dumb when you like point it out like that. For right. Sure. <laughs> we're going to watch the new Batman with Robert Pattinson and he's going to do it. And we're just going to start laughing because yeah. it's be like just the, the first question, you know, you ask is, well, where did he go? Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that movie for the new one. Yeah, I think I mean, I, I like the uh, the trailer looks promising. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Pattinson's a good actor. Um, yeah. But the thing that's weird to me, though, is like how. So, so this Batman looks young and he looks angrier than like other Batmans have before him. Um, Just like how I think, I think that's a vibe they're going for is that he just looks pissed off. I think we're getting a Batman year one. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think he's going to lose in this movie. Like, I think he's going to fail. Yeah. Just get his ass handed to him. I think so. Cause I, I, and I say that because it looks like the, the way they're setting it up, he's going to lose somebody like he's facing off with like everybody, the Riddler and right. and Penguin and everything. Catwoman. But he looks like a loose cannon. So I think he's going to lose and then find his reason to be a little more restrained. Okay. that That's a theory that I have because like Batman's a ninja and, you know, he fights stealthily. Right. But in this one, he's like, people are unloading machine gun bullets at him and he's just yeah. walking through like he's Iron Man. Yeah. I kind of saw that. I kind of it, it looks cool. A little bit. It yeah. looks cool. But I was like, okay, that's not, and, and they're going for a more like, um, because you know, like in Nolan's Batman, they're like, uh, he, obviously Bruce Wayne knows Alfred knows Fox knows. Yeah. And then he's got like billions of dollars worth of gadgets. Right. It seems like in this one, it's just him and Alfred that knows. And he's driving a Mustang around, you know, and his, yeah. his bat suit has like metal, like it looks like bits of shrapnel for his, for his bat symbol on his chest. So he looks a little more like, um, 
home brewed like what's what's the word i'm trying to think of like yeah like like like, like homemade yeah like like just like like rough around the edges yeah like like, like it's not a billion dollars worth of gear yeah. going into it yeah so but but yeah, then it's completely point. bulletproof yeah that's a good point it does kind of throw you out off the throw you out a little bit right the, the other thing okay so when it comes to batman i I enjoy this Batman storylines where he's not working with the police except for commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. like basically dark Knight or Batman begins in the dark Knight, right? right? He's not working with the police. He's only working with commissioner Gordon. And so, and, and, and in essence, like he's a vigilante and the police, the, or what does commissioner Gordon say in the dark Knight? The official official order is to arrest the vigilante known as Batman on site. Right. That's mm-hmm. like, that's what he says. And so like, that's kind of like what a police force should do. And so when I saw the first either teaser trailer of Batman, the, the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, I was like, and he's like in at a, at a crime scene. Sorry, if you hear any barking or anything, it's my dogs, but I locked <laughs> them in a room. Anyway, I say that I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because of, of Batman, anything Batman right now, because right now, superhero wise, we're especially DC superhero wise. We're pretty oversaturated with Batman. You and I had a conversation about this, right? We are going to have, uh, four that I know of four different live action Batmans mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne's in 2022. But I mean, like one of those is just like or three of those are going to be in one movie. Two of them are going to be one movie. So who's the other two? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson's the one, right? Oh, you, you got Ma- TV show. Michael Keaton yeah. and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Because uh, they're going to be coming. They're going to both gonna be in the Flash movie, right. even for just a little bit. And then there's the the Titans movie that has Bruce Wayne in it. Mm-hmm. And then who knows? Who knows if uh, Batwoman or Supergirl is going to have some sort of Bruce, you know, like. But right. that's that's four that we know of that is that like and it's just the batman storylines are very that's much so like, less than how many loki's we saw on one tv show <laughs> <laughs> but like and then you have like the 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 villains you know like we've already had three movies three separate movies with harley quinn in it right mm. and then she'll be in more right actually i I like i like harley quinn and i like harley I, quinn. I didn't like her at first but i was i kind of just didn't her her popularity was obnoxious to me. Sure. I'm not, I'm not going to even try to sugarcoat that. And, but and, and don't take this as like, I me. think Margot, Margot Robbie does a good job playing her. I, I think so too. I think she was a really good, a really good casting choice. And don't take me, take this as me saying that I am tired of Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm just cautiously optimistic because I feel like, I feel like we're just the, we're just getting oversaturated with Batman right now. And I'm, and it makes me a little worried, but that being said, I feel like pretty good. the people making this movie are in a tough place too, because like at the time when they cast, Robert Pattinson, the Batman versus Superman was critically lauded. Yeah. Uh, Justice League failed. Ben Affleck was writing a movie and he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm done with this. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, fine. We're going to have to get a new director, get a new writer, get a new actor, get a new Batman. And then they're Ben Affleck's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back and shot extra scenes for the Snyder cut and people uh, loved it. And he's coming and back. So he's like, movie. yeah, maybe I'll come back. And they're like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like how are you? so poor Robert Pattinson was supposed to be the replacement. And then he Jay Leno him and came back to his tonight show. What is the deal with these Batman castings? And like, everybody just kind of like, like when Ben Affleck was first cast as Batman, Mm -hmm. people lost their. I mean, but Michael Keaton too, like he was Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was the guy from multiplicity. He was, he was, he did rom-coms and stuff. Yeah. So he was Beetlejuice and the guy that did rom-coms. And then you have like your mom. And then Val Kilmer made sense. And at the time, George Clooney made sense, even though I think he, everybody would agree he's probably the worst Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, why can't I, why can't I remember his name? Um, Christian Bale was a, was a good, I don't think, I don't think I remember anybody hearing anybody complain about him. You know what's funny is he's the one that complained about him. He was like, oh, I better pretend to be American now. I don't oh. want these guys to care. And everyone's, everyone's like, no, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. This isn't James Bond. I know. Oh, geez. It's so, can you imagine the uproar if they cast an American as James Bond or an American as Doctor Who or an American, you know, what's funny. Um, I read an article that they were going to cast they, that Chris Columbus, who did a lot of the, Harry, a couple of the Harry Potter movies wanted to cast Robin Williams as Professor Lupin. Oh, really? But the studio said no, because they had a rule of absolutely no American, like only English, yeah. right? Unless their character wasn't English, like the, like the, the other schools, right? That come in the fourth or whatever, like unless their characters are, are American or, or non-English, whatever. But like, I think that's such a ridiculous rule yeah, because you're like, you have Henry Cavill, who's done. English playing Superman, mm-hmm. who's obviously American. You have, you have, uh, Christian Bale, who's Welsh playing Batman, mm-hmm. right? And now Robert Pattinson, who's English mm-hmm. playing Batman. And so it's like, it's just, uh, like Americans were just like, I don't care as long as you're good. And everybody was upset when Robert Downey Jr. played Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, they and were. It's like, they have this, like this, this, like, and a, and a British guy cast him. <sighs> right. Yeah. And you just, they have this, like this, this, Yeah, I seriously don't care. It it bothers me. So Uh, it bothers me that they care, right? Clint Eastwood was almost James Bond, and then there was a backlash. I heard about that. And then uh, Burt Reynolds was almost. Burt Reynolds was a Burt Reynolds. Harrison Ford was like there, really, and and Harrison Ford wanted it. He wanted the role. Harrison Ford would have been perfect. He would have been great, James Bond. But then they said no, and then George Lucas goes, "Don't worry, we're making an American James Bond," and they made Indiana Jones. All right. Well, cool. Except there's only like three of those movies. I just, I just think it's silly that you have this elitism in, in British, anything British, but mm-hmm. British roles, especially you have this elitism that like absolutely nobody, except for somebody who is from some, somebody from the British Isles or Ireland. You hear that? You, br- you British listeners. I know you're there. <laughs> well, I think it's silly. Like I, when I was in Ireland, I yeah. made the mistake of saying that, um, uh, who who played Bond before Daniel Craig? Um, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. I made the mistake because Pierce Brosnan is from Ireland. Yeah. I made the mistake of saying that he was British and I almost got beat up for it. Was <laughs> <laughs> he so, Northern Irish or Southern Irish? He's Southern Irish. Okay. He's from Ireland, yeah. right? Like, because if he was from Northern Ireland. Isn't Southern Irish... Uh, they're their own sovereign independent right. country, but like, but then you have uh, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and right. England are all part of great Britain. Right? right. So, so when you say somebody is British, then it's one of those four countries, but Irish anyway, but Northern Ireland, you can be Irish or British. Anyway, it's, it's really confusing sometimes. Or so anyway, Daniel, Daniel Craig's done. This yeah. is topical. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen the new movie. Have you seen it? No, I, I don't like, I'm sorry. I don't like these new movies. Like <laughs> I thought Skyfall was <laughs> and quantum of solace was also crap. And the like, casino Royale was like the only good one, I think. And what was the one that came out before after Skyfall? The, I remember liking Skyfall cause it was like the grown up home alone. I made that joke, but it wasn't good. Like I, I just remember like it was it, a lot of, a lot happened. Like, like, uh, it, was it M? Was it no M M died? Yeah, 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 M. Yeah. Um, but then everyone's like, "Oh, but the cinematography was beautiful." (laughs) The movie sucked. Was that a Jake impression? No, was that Jake? Jake said it was. I just remember. I just remember him saying that he liked it. What reminded me? (laughs) (laughs) I just remember. I remember when we talked about. I think it wasn't. I don't think it was Skyfall. I think it was. Maybe it was Spectre. 
Yeah, that's the one I couldn't think of. That, that, that was that everybody talked about the cinematography in that movie. No, it's Skyfall. Was it Skyfall? Yeah. Sky, the cinematography in Skyfall is really good. Like, it's like abnormally good for yeah. a Bond movie. Like, it's, it's got. It's got no I think business. We talked being. about that in like one of our very first episodes. It might be so. our first episode when we talked about cinematography. It's almost distracting with how good it is. Like it's, <laughs> it's, the cinematography is really good. Um, but anyway, the newest one came out. It kind of like like a fart in the wind just came and went. Like, yeah. didn't make that much money. I don't yeah. Think. It's hard to make money right now. Like, I'm not saying it's Bond's fault. I'm saying people are probably kind of over it. And I think so. You have to be selective with what you see now because COVID. Yeah. Um, so it didn't do very well, but, but, the, but he's gone. So who should be the next bond? My opinion, I think it should be between Idris Elba or you don't think he's getting a little old though. Daniel, like Craig, same, Daniel Craig was old, but he's the same age as Daniel Craig. So right now, if he's yeah. going to do it, cause if like Casino Royale, Casino Royale came out in like 2004. Yeah. So that's how long he's been doing it. Daniel, uh, I like Idris Elba as the pick because I just, I just think that Idris, I wanted Idris Elba like seven years ago though. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. I think that you want somebody that has a presence. Um, I do. And, and this is going to sound like a Homer cause I am a Superman fan, but I do like Henry Cavill, even though I know I recognize, I think he's, I think he's too big. I think I, well, okay. So the, like when the, he was cast as Geralt in the Witcher, I was like, dude, he's a beefcake. Like, he's not, <laughs> he's not the Witcher. <laughs> I think he did a good job. In It'd the, be like in casting Witcher. Arnold Schwarzenegger to play, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but like, but here's the thing. I, I think he, Henry Cavill in a tux, I think he's refined enough that I think he could kind of bring that, that, that refined James Bond back. Cause Daniel Craig, charming enough. Daniel Craig is, Daniel Craig doesn't, he, he Daniel Craig's a little bit more rough as yeah. a James Bond. He's yeah. not that like that refined. He was like, like an answer to like the born identity. Yeah. He was like a rough James Bond. I think that, I think that Henry Cavill will bring that back. But I also, I also, what really kind of sells me on Henry Cavill as Bond is actually him in Mission Impossible the one what what's the one fallout yeah fallout with his mustache yeah like the one yeah the yeah. one that broke justice league <laughs> <laughs> fallout but, fallout was a great movie. that was a great movie and and he was a great villain yeah he got, he got Spoiler a, alert. he got a hook in his face remember that like a mm-hmm. like the claw from the helicopter yeah that was gruesome but like he he uh um he was good, but he played the, he played the, the secret agent role pretty good too and i think mm-hmm. that i think that he could kind of bring that that class uh, to a James Bond role, but then also when the gloves come off, he can kick some ass. You yeah. know what I mean, I, I, that's my thing. And, and I just, other than that, like uh, ultimately like this is a topic I really don't care that much about <laughs> because honestly, I don't really know that much about British actors to just be like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, mm-hmm. if they want to make, if they want to cast a woman as James Bond, I don't, or Jane Bond, I don't care either. I think it's ironic that they won't cast an American, but they'll, they'll, they'll cast, you know, uh, so that, that's know, that's what people were that's what people were speculating is that the there was a, a British African American actress in this new one, Money Penny, and, right? No, no, Money Penny is uh, she's wait wait hold on she's from did, uh, did you just say British African American? Uh, yeah, she's black. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> she's black. There's a black actress in it. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but she she's 007. Because I guess Bond quits or something in Spectre. So they give away his code name. So okay. she's a new 007. So people are like, <laughs> like freaking out about it. I, yeah. And then and I don't care. I was like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I don't like James Bond anyway. So maybe she'll be the next. No, because they even confirmed it in this next one that she didn't take over. That oh. She just was there as backup. She's not the next 007. Right. So they're going to do an, uh, they're going to have a James Bond, right? But I think they should give it to Emily Blunt. 
I I don't disagree with that. Emily I, Blunt and I like I think because I, I love Emily Blunt. And she's a yeah, good she's a yeah. good uh, action star. Mm-hmm. They should give it to. Um, uh, and then when Ethan Hunt retires, and uh, that British chick takes over as the next IMF agent, <laughs> then then they can have a team up, or, if, or they can fight each other. They can call it Hunt v bond mm-hmm. the, the litigation case um they should they should just give it to andrew lincoln who's that <laughs> the guy that plays rick in uh walking dead <laughs> <laughs> but but make sure but he southern, has the coral emily blunt i think would be a i think emily blunt would be a good pick i just, I just want to see her in anything yeah i love emily blunt yeah i think scott agrees that's like his biggest uh biggest crush celebrity crush. celebrity crush yeah I, I think I've heard Whereas normies are like crushing on Ryan Gosling and mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. <laughs> or the four Chris's or the four Chris's. Yeah. I think there's five Chris's me. I was going to say, are yeah, you the, are you the I'm fifth? The fifth <laughs> in every sense of the term. <laughs> all right. So let's get, let's get into our, uh, into our topics. Let's, um, all right. This so this episode is brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the the two two big things going on in the Netflix world right now, and the first one we're going to talk about is uh, Squid Game. Um, have you? How much of Squid Game have you seen? So I haven't seen all of it. Okay. In fact, I watched the first three episodes. I said eh, it's all right, and I didn't feel compelled to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but in preparation for this, I'm up to. I have three episodes less. I have seven, eight, and nine. Okay. So, so I, finished I just finished six. episode six today and it was like the marble. Third. The yeah. It was marbles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get into spoilers on this one? I think towards the end, but let's, okay. let's give like a heads up or something. Okay. Before, okay. So that people can skip if they want to. So this is a worldwide phenomenon. This, this, and it's crazy yeah. that it is. I, I agree. This yeah. show, I, I don't necessarily see that. It, I, I, let me see. How do I say this? It's not that it's like I disagree with it being really popular right now, mm-hmm. but it is breaking records in terms of like this will be Netflix's most popular show ever. And, yeah. I, and I think that is kind of crazy. I think that's that's honestly really impressive. I think it's, it's impressive. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome that it is because it's a foreign language movie. People, I mean, let's be real. People are obsessed with Korea right now. Like they're their pop bands are big here. Like they come over here and people treat them like the Beatles or something. And like, uh, parasite one best picture. Yeah, that's true. Was that two years ago? Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, that's like Korea is doing very, very well for itself right now. Well, and, and I'm sure if you've, if you've been following squid game a lot at all, I'm sure you've heard about the director. Like, uh, I'm trying to pull up his name cause I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but the guy who basically created it um, and the guy that like dunked on LeBron James, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to mispronounce this. And so if, if you speak Korean or you are Korean, I apologize. But his name is uh Hwang Dong Hyuk. And, um, anyway, okay. uh, apparently he was selling, he was shopping squid game around for like nine or 10 years and nobody would pick it up. In fact, he actually had to sell his laptop that had the screenplay on it or whatever mm. to pay rent or something because anyway, mm. and then he finally got Th- it. Now that story isn't quickly becoming how Steve Buscemi was a firefighter and at nine 11, like people are just telling it over and over. Right. And over Everybody and knows over about and it. Over and over. But I mean, it's a, it's a really good, like it's a really good rags to riches story because like, uh, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, with JK Rowling and, and 
yeah, uh, it, it, with how she was living off of food stamps and how she was, you know, and then she mm-hmm. was just taking a train and she just wrote Harry Potter. And then now look at her. She's the most, uh, the, the richest author ever, basically mm-hmm. like whatever. And so it's just, everybody likes a rags to riches story. And, and, mm-hmm. but it's, it's this phenomenon and it's, it's, it, it's become impossible to ignore. Yeah. My kids know about it. Right. Cause they're, they're, they're doing parodies of it on like kids, YouTube, like, and my son's always like, what's a squid game thing? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. And you're like, don't watch it. And, and he was like, so squids are playing games. And I was like, sure. Like, I still don't know why it's called squid game. Like I haven't finished it. So I don't know why the, the game in the beginning is, but is, is that it? Do they, um, do they elaborate more? Do we want to talk about spoilers? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. I'll get into that. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's impossible to ignore. It's impossible to ignore spoilers. Right. Like I've seen them, I've seen them all done in memes. Like I've seen it all. Yeah. So people, and these were done like before I even started watching it. Right. So I was like, I remember I turned on Netflix one day, I saw the preview for it and I thought, wow, that those, English voice acting dubs are terrible. Yeah, the, the voice acting dubs. Just in the trailer that I saw, yeah, and I was yeah. like, moving on, because I yeah. didn't want to give it the, the time of day. You, the only reason why I started it was because um, Mara texted me and was like, hey, and I mentioned this in, before in another episode, but I was Yeah, the one where we're like, yeah, the Squid Game thing, and then, right. and then after it became the biggest right, thing in the world. Right, right. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I, just, I have a few episodes in, it's pretty crazy, but and yeah. then now it's like everything people are talking about, but... But like there's rioters in the streets in Korea dressed like the the pink people. Really? Yeah. Like the guys in the red outfits. Yeah. The square. Because they're, they're so in, in debt that they are like protesting against who, who their Wall Street. Interesting. And they're, they're rioting in the streets right now dressed like that. Interesting. That's how big. Like that. right now, like this very minute. Probably. Probably. That's right. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're occupying there. Korean Wall Street. <laughs> um, so have how many times have you looked up the uh, currency exchange? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all? Uh-uh. It was, uh, it was funny. Because they're like, there's 1.9 trillion won. Won in there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so is that like pennies? Or like 1.9 trillion pennies? Or no. Something? So, so it, it's funny. I, um, so SNL released a, a, it's not a sketch, it's a music video, but like they make this joke about like how often people are like checking their phones, check out like currency because like it's the, the total winnings is 49.6 billion one, mm-hmm. which uh, exchange rate um, equals out to be about like, um, I think it's like 80 million, I think. <laughs> Maybe it's like 30 million. I, I can't remember exactly because I'm not going to look it up, but I remember looking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like he buys like, a fish in mm-hmm. um from for twelve thousand won mm-hmm. and and like in in American dollars it's like eight dollars mm-hmm. it's like it's not much um and so like he was in debt like the, the a bunch of them were in debt a couple hundred million won right mm-hmm. um but it like it was if you did the math it was like a couple like mo- the majority of them were in debt like like a couple hundred thousand dollars or like a hundred thousand or, you know, which is a lot to be in debt for right. it. But anyway, so it was like, I just bought a house. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, like when he won the 4 million one, um, when he did the horse horse betting in the first episode, mm-hmm. I looked that up. That was like, uh, around $3,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like, so it, it, it's, was it 3000? I can't remember. It, it was, it was like, it was enough to make your day, but mm-hmm. it wasn't enough for you to be like, for you to be like, Oh, I'm set for life, you know? Cause like right. $4 million would set, right. you know, anyway, I figured it was the same as like yen. Cause I know that in yen, like they count every penny as a yen. 
So like one yen is one penny. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just have to like move the decimal over two times and like, oh, okay. So that's really like, like, so, so like, yeah, this is 2000 yen. You're like, so it's 20, $20, <laughs> 20 bucks. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what, okay. The thing I like about squid game is it's a, it's a story that we have heard a thousand times before, right? Mm -hmm. The, the story is people who are either poor or in dire straits. Um, and they are, uh, they are basically sacrificing their lives in some way to the, for the entertainment of, uh, of rich people like you know like hunger games hunger games wasn't necessarily it, hunger games was forced but you know what i mean it was for the sake of entertainment right mm, uh, especially unless you volunteer people. yeah unless you volunteer <laughs> as, as tribute <laughs> <laughs> but like um but the the story the one thing i will give uh squid game um credit for is is its ability to build tension and its ability to build um yeah like just make really tense moments or really just like oh wow that that was interesting like um in the uh the, the very first episode you know like as an audience member you know that you know what's going to happen you know that they're going to be shot right mm -hmm. it's in the previews but the audio the the players don't know and so like they have that shock factor and it's actually really good and then like when the main character uh Gion, i think mm -hmm. uh is like in a fall uh, and then like and then the one guy catches him mm -hmm. um ali ali yeah uh, uh, like it just like and then they like have to hold still while he's literally holding uh, it was just really interesting right um and then like the riots in in the episode or um and then like the episode you just finished, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like I was talking to you about this earlier, like how they do a good job of, they have the shock factor, the whole like, okay, we've established that you're playing this game and you're going to die if you lose. Right. Mm -hmm. We've established that you can't have that shock factor anymore. You can have other shock factors, but now at this point you build the tension. So one of the next games was the <clears throat> honeycomb game mm -hmm. where they have to literally sit there and scratch for scratch this honeycomb for, like a honeycomb cookie or something yeah which has no cultural significance here at all no so i was like i have no idea how difficult this is right and all they had was like a, a needle yeah a needle to get it out exactly yeah and and so um yeah but but it built this tension because it was like all of a sudden it was a different type of game and and it was just more long drawn out tension where if you broke your little cookie or little your little piece of candy then you were dead you know what i mean right. and, and i i got to give them credit and then the one you just watched the uh the marble episode mm -hmm. was was pretty good too uh in terms of just building tension and just like kind of giving you that little bit of a extra shock factor mm -hmm. i do have to give squid game credit for that but i do think that the <clears throat> popularity is a little over it's crazy and I'm not even saying I'm not even upset that it's popular. Yeah, I think it's crazy with how popular it is. Yeah, and, and let me tell you why it's so shocking to me. We had an episode recently where I talked about anime. Mm -hmm. This is the most anime TV show right ever made. Right, like this trope. It's called Death Game. Um, excuse me, sorry, I hit the mic. It's called Death Game Anime. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of them oh yeah there's hundreds of video games like yeah. them like, like you mentioned hunger games it's yeah. kind of the same thing this is not but a in, new story but in like asian cinema yeah like, like, like the fact that this guy was like it took me nine years to write this i'm like really it took you nine years to write <laughs> the, this thing that years everybody else writes like a death game show something That's, exists how like i'll give it credit it is written better than other death game sure anime or, or video games but so like the the stakes aren't necessarily higher but you get more attached to the characters but like 
there's a there's a movie called Battle Royale where they grab a bunch of kids and make them fight each other and they don't want to do it but there's tension because they're like oh right. who's gonna betray who and like right. I, I played a video game called uh, Danganronpa where a, a psycho teddy bear kidnaps high school kids and makes them kill each other and they have to kill each other until there's only so much left or they can find a way out you know yeah um, Sword Art Online one of the most popular anime ever did did the exact same concept where if you die they they betray your friends and people sacrificing themselves and like it's i've seen this story a lot oh yeah well and and it's it's, it's, so it's weird to me that it's so it it caught fire so now i'm like maybe other things like this will catch fire like last year i I watched a show on netflix called alice in borderland the trailer looked really good for it so I, i watched it i watched the whole thing just I was at work and I was watching at work. It wasn't amazing, but I, I probably like it more than squid games to be honest with yeah. because I don't, it's a little more, it's a little more anime, than, sure. but yeah, like the, the, the same things like they had to do these games, figure out there's an organization of people. They kill you if you fail. Mm-hmm. And the thing too, about squid games is the, the sets are beautiful. Oh yeah. And like, and like the costumes, I, the music kind of drives me crazy. I don't like the music. The voice acting is wretched. Yeah. But um, the thing with Squid Game is like they try to make it grounded as well. So when they were like doing red light, green light and the people were lose, they would get shot. And I was like, wait, that's it. They just get shot. I was like, I'm not saying I want it to be more gory or like yeah. anything. But I was like, that's kind of like them just having guns. And yeah. I was like, it's kind of anticlimactic. I don't know why. A little bit. I can't explain it. <laughs> but no, I get it. Just the fact that they're like, oh, boom. Instead of like i don't know something else like anything else really i don't know it's it was it was weird to me yeah well and i mean if if you think about it too like you're you're talking about these death game stories um or shows or whatever Mm -hmm. but even like dude it's 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 the concept of gladiator yeah you know, yeah. like, like people killing each other for, for the entertainment, for the entertainment. like for entertainment running, running man, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, <clears throat> it's not new, but obviously it's not tired yet either, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, here's my question. On who you ask. Do you think we'll get a, a squid game sequel based in America? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it would be rejected like very quickly. And the weird thing too, is if they did do a, uh, an Americanized squid game, they would do like an all Asian cast because <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be like racist or something. Yeah. So instead of, instead of doing an adaptation, they'd be like, Oh, we don't want to. What's what I'm saying? Like maybe a sequel, like it's a direct sequel to squid game, but in America, but in America, I doubt it. I think yeah. the only way that people would accept it is if it was the original guy. Yeah. The original, I don't know if you could do the original cast. Cause obviously they're all dying, <laughs> but um, do you want to talk spoilers? Um, or do you have more to say? Th- not really just that, I think it's really cool that this show has exploded the way that it has. And I don't dislike it. Yeah. But like I said before, like, like I, I hear like people are like, Oh, well, this is so original. Like it's not, it's not, but it's not original, but it might be a gateway for a lot of people to watch other things like it. Sure. Cause there's hundreds yeah. of things like that. So and I don't mean to sound like a uh, pessimistic or hipster even yeah. like, Oh, the other these people did it first i'm just so familiar with the 
concept of it that i was like oh another deaf game like netflix has these already (laughs) there's some that in my opinion are better yeah so i just think it's good good for him like good for him for just lighting the world on fire the way that Uh, yeah absolutely good for him and and good for him for sticking to his guns and and, you know it kind of it kind of inspires me as someone who has stories in my mind that i've Mm -hmm. you know written out concepts for some i've even told you about that i'm like you know it kind of it kind of inspires me a little bit to just be like you know i'm gonna put this out and i just you know see see what can come from it but but again like you said it's not a new story um and like i said i I think that what really is good is uh that it's that it does well as build the tension you know like even when they have the little piggy bank above them Mm -hmm. just constantly there to remind them of the money that they're going to win and they just put more cash in it when people die it's just that ability to just kind of like put that little it's like a what is it called like a hot dog not a hot a dog carrot. a carrot 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 on a stick. stick i don't know why i said hot dog whatever <laughs> hot dog carrots. hot dog carrot. uh when they put a carrot on a stick it's, hot dogs but, are just like the the carrots of the meat world <laughs> <laughs> but it builds a it builds that tension and, and it and it it it's just kind of like it's always there you know it's just like this thing that's literally hovering over them mm-hmm. and so like is it is it is it written completely unique? I wouldn't say completely. Is it written well enough that you do start to like care a little bit more about the characters? I think so. You might disagree. Well, like the the fact that they because it took a while to get to the games in episode one, and I was like, man, they are they are really showing how hard it is to be in debt in Korea. Yeah, and, and I felt that. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's it's probably written better than other death game shows yeah you know like the fact that they could just leave yeah like, oh, that way new. out part i think is, is like definitely that's new. different yeah. and then they're like but they come back because yeah. it's just as hard out there as right. it is in here right so that was a new take on it for sure yeah because then you realize like so you're right because like you there not only is that shock factor of them dying gone but those people who leave and then they come back they're they come back knowing that mm-hmm. you know that there's that aspect of to it so no, that's a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that of just it, it showing how hard it is for these people who are in debt and struggling to just, they, you know, or, or like the, the, mm-hmm. the girl, the woman who's the, the defector from North, North Korea, like how hard must that be when you leave a country, mm-hmm. go to a different country and you just have to find a way to survive, especially when it's just you and your, your brother and how like almost racist they are towards yeah. her. Yeah. They're like once they find out like, yeah. Oh, you're from that evil place. Right. Screw you. We don't right. like you. And it was like, oh, it's not her fault. That's why she left. <laughs> right. I mean, should like welcome them. I don't know. Whatever. Um, All right. So let's let maybe do like a, a stamp here or something. We'll we'll stop. We'll start talking spoilers now. Okay. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, maybe we'll timestamp it and you can. So later. the spoilers, I don't want to necessarily spoil anything too much. Like as far as who wins and all that stuff we talked about, definitely. I'm, I'm about like the only game. person in the world that hasn't seen it all. So <laughs> maybe Scott. Um, Scott doesn't watch popular things. The one thing I will say, the reason why it's called Squid Game, the game that they played in the beginning of the show, though mm-hmm. that's kids, is the game that there's there's two people at the very last game left, and they play that they play Squid Game at the end. Who, who are the two? Guess. I'm guessing it's the the main guy and the girl. No. Oh, really? It's the main guy and his friend. The no. the one the the one that went to the business. So school. the girl died. The girl dies. Yeah. No. The yeah. North Korean girl. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's actually really sad how she died because, because, um, yeah, it's, it's actually really sad. And that's, that's another part of it is like, again, you, you, your reaction. No, she died. Cause you start to care for her. You care mm-hmm. about her story and, and yeah, and she dies, but it's her. I death. didn't realize too, that there was, there could only be one winner. Yeah. Well, no, it tells you that when the cop is looking through the bo- the books and the history and the logs, 
There's always oh. only ever one winner, right? Oh, um, I, I guess so. It kind of it kind of like sets you I, up for that that you know that there's only going to be that one winner. I didn't right? know that. I watched a movie recently. I should brought this up before, but it's called The Circle. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called The Circle. This is a show about Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of people in a room, and they're all standing in a circle. There's like. 200 of them and then the circle like a random roulette will start going up 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 and then when it stops somebody dies really yeah and the, the whole movie is in this one room but it's all them like one person will take charge you like we got to kill the old people first you got to kill the oldest first and then they're like yeah oh, that makes sense you know and they start doing it and then they eventually get sick of this guy barking orders so they kill him because they figure out eventually that you can control who, who yeah. dies and what yeah but it, it's it's interesting but it reminds me of this because there's 200 people there can only be one winner yeah so again this isn't like a new concept yeah no it's not a new concept <laughs> but yeah you should watch it because once you find out there can be one winner you're like oh dude all yeah. these there's like a little girl in this room there's pregnant people in this room so yeah interesting there's there's one winner and the the two players are the are Gion, the Gion and then his friend that he knew as a child right and they, they're they're the two at the and I, I just watched him betray ali and put rocks in his mm-hmm. yeah so you can probably guess kind of like how things continue to play out from uh-huh. there but like and and it's and that, that the episode six that you're talking about was really interesting because that's what i was talking about with building tension is because you have you have um the the first part when they learn about what the game is and then they start to kind of like section themselves off into like teams and stuff and then you have a game where you are playing you're choosing your teams oh but by the way the win you're playing each other and the loser dies mm-hmm. so you're like yeah and it's sad you know you have a husband and wife playing each other mm-hmm. against each other and the the loser dies you know and that that's another thing too that this death game trope does is mm-hmm. they pit friends against each other yeah because it's just builds tension yeah yeah and they and they do it well um there was another there was another uh, little spoiler i wanted to to talk about um but i can't remember what it was but it was the, there was the name of the the name squid game is because it's the the game that they play mm-hmm. as kids in the very beginning is the game that they play at the end um but yeah and there yeah. there are some things that definitely got spoiled for me like i knew people would die because there was memes about it yeah i knew that the old guy was the villain or the the person behind the whole thing yeah yeah um I don't know who's underneath the mask, the the captain. You, you'll, um, you, I mean, you'll learn, but yeah. when you do learn, you're going to be, I think you'll be kind of annoyed by it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's one of the people in the room or is it? Do I, we're talking I mean, spoilers. Do you I want think, me to tell you? I think it has to be one of the people in the room because if. One of the, one of the players? Yeah. Because, it, and the reason why is that if he were to take off his mask and it wasn't a familiar face you would be like do you want me to tell you yeah go ahead uh so again spoiler it's so the cop on the island is searching for someone searching right. for his brother oh so it's his brother but but you don't see him before you don't see him until he takes off his mask when, when he's when he found his brother and he was like <gasps> in gasps i was like oh it's the captain so i, I kind of figured that yeah, it was the, either the brother but I, I thought the brother was one of the players in the room though. everybody does you're supposed to think that but then as he's like but yeah then he finds him in one of the so log he takes books. off his mask at somebody you don't even know and you then you find out his brother and you find his brother and then and then, then he shoots his brother and then he shoots his brother kills him okay you know he gave him his kidney no 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 he, the cop doesn't shoot his brother his brother shoots him oh really so you were right about the cop dying that's what i meant the brother the, the brother shoots the, the cop yeah the captain yeah, yeah of the whole thing shoots yeah, the cop. Yeah, the guy the man in the black mask. Mm-hmm. So um anyway, I it's just yeah, it, it, it's 
don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's Squid Game. It's popular. I think it's popular for a reason. And I think that, um, I mean, we'll definitely get a sequel. How can you not get a sequel with something that's popular? I mean, the guy said he doesn't want to do it. I mean, the only only thing he could do, and this is the same as any death game show, is they just get a new cast. They would. Like like Danganronpa, that game I told you about where all the high school kids are killing each other. They usually whittles down. And the, and the cool thing about this game specifically, same with Squid Game, is there's a lot of characters that are super fleshed out, uh-huh. they're super dynamic, and they're super, um, what's the word for their, they're unique. Yeah. Right? And that's what makes their death so shocking. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, there's no way they'd kill like this pop star or this like, yeah. this Yakuza or something, right? That's how Squid Game is. And he's like, oh, there's no way they'd kill snake tattoo face guy right. or whatever. Yeah. But that's, that's what makes it so interesting is that's why it's shocking is these fleshed out characters are getting capped off. So if he doesn't want to make another one or doesn't even want to be involved in the making of the next one, like, then why did he, like the show leaves on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why would you leave it on a cliffhanger if you don't want to continue it? I mean, all good things end on cliffhangers. Not all. Inception. Cliffhanger. Sorry, Rafi. Fine. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> um, all right. So should we, should we, uh, should we get into, I'm going to, um, so should we get into the next topic on Netflix? The, the mm. other one that's, re- that's a little more recently also controversial. Is it, is it controversial in the same way? Not in the same way. It's controversial yeah. in a completely different, well, I don't think squid game is controversial other than maybe it's violent, but yeah, but, but, we're gonna, we're talking about Dave Chappelle's uh, newest uh, stand up show on Netflix, stand up the, cl- the closer called the closer, and or is it closer? I think it's closer. I know. I was just the closer just making a bad joke. All right, <laughs> just let me make my bad jokes and just laugh. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, it's the closer. Okay, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Dave Chappelle. So it's controversial because okay, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Of yeah. course it is. I was going to say, I, I, what world are you living on? Like what, what Island dude, seriously, on the Island where they do squid games. They're talking about canceling, uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle not, is not the, only deplatforming him, but yeah. taking all of his stuff down. Yeah. He, he had a documentary that he worked on. He can't post that's people were searching him. Now they can't. That's part of the controversy is that yeah. like, is that Netflix won't take it down as of right now. They won't take it down, but they're the only ones who seemingly, will support him yeah and and netflix isn't an altruistic company like they they had that cutie show with like the 10 right. year old girls and like thongs right. like like they definitely have deserve their share of criticism but they like money and dave Chappelle makes some money i was reading this this aspect that like netflix um netflix has a very open uh a policy about open like what do you call it? Like writing, like they've, they've released controversial stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they tend to, uh, when, when people put like put out their content, they tend to be like more hands off about it. It almost right? seems like YouTube, like, yeah, depending exactly. on where you look on Netflix, you'll find something that'll YouTube co- will, reconfirm your biases or challenge right. you completely. YouTube, but the Same difference is YouTube. YouTube and Twitter will take something off faster than Netflix. will. that's the part of the controversy is cause, but there, there's stuff on YouTube. I'm surprised they haven't taken off already. Like, so, so let's give a little bit of context then. Yeah. So, so, the last special that Dave Chappelle did that we've actually talked about on the, on our show, it's hilarious. And this new one is funny too. I was dying. Like I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but the first one he talks about the, he talks about cancel culture. He talks he's, about he's had like four recently too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, he talks about cancel culture and he talks about the LGBTQ community, LGBTQ community and talks, mm-hmm. he calls them the alphabet people. Um, and he just, he kind of talks about them that kind of put him under hot water. Right. Right. But not like enough. When I say enough, not enough to be canceled, apparently, unless, unless they tried to cancel him before, but people are like, you know what? Screw you. People, honestly, every, every, anybody you really talk to are really getting tired of cancel culture, but mm-hmm. yet it keeps happening because, because, I guess in society right now, people feel like they are above reproach, right? right? This is what I, this is one thing that I can't stand about cancel culture is that you, there, there shouldn't be like, there's a difference between what Dave Chappelle is doing and hate speech. If you're calling what Dave Chappelle is doing hate speech, you need to look up what hate speech is right? because, because, okay. So a little more context, Dave Chappelle's show, the closer, he's particularly um, critical of the transgender community. And he's not, I need to say he's not critical of them being transgender. Mm -hmm. He's critical of the transgender community and not being able to criticize, criticize them, but even just like make jokes about them or not even them, but like any, anybody in the LGBTQ community, because, because saying something like, um, like the, the, the T part of LGBT is they're, they're, they're the worst, you know, you can't, you can't make fun of them. They can't take a joke. Right. But that's a blanket statement. Obviously right. there are some, because he had a, James Bill had his friend. Obviously there are Daphne some. Daphne is her name. Daphne. He, and that story that do that hit me hard. Yeah. He was like, because his ultimate point right. was about cancel culture and Twitter mobs and about, about attacking people and about just, well, being cause like, she killed herself. Yeah. And it wasn't because of people attacking her for being transgender. Right. She was being bullied by people for defending Dave Chappelle. Right. And, and she, and she was part of that community. She was part of that. And she, she couldn't take him. And then we don't know if she, he said this, we don't know if she killed herself for that Mm -hmm. reason, but that was what was going on. And when I say they, I mean, not even, not even the committee, not even the community, LGBTQ community. It was just asked on Twitter yeah that we're doing it and maybe a lot of them were trolls too but that's the thing is like i don't know uh, yeah and so that's that's the thing it makes is, me is, think is, of like joker when when joker's like it, because the whole point of the movie joker was that oh if a person does something crazy it's it, whoever pulled the trigger it's their fault and it was like well maybe society let that person down right right maybe it's everyone's fault because the, the that the whole society failed this one person yeah and that person snapped I think that another aspect that is, um, so we've talked about this on the podcast, Jake, Scott, it's, it's, I'm worried that it's starting to become a tired topic, but I can't help but come back to it. It reminds me of that episode on South Park where they are going to show an image of Muhammad, Mm -hmm. right? And you can't show the image of Muhammad. It's always censored. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then South Park makes a joke that you, that if, and if Cartoon Network censored or Comedy Central censored it. Anyway. Yeah. Right. And, and, and South Park makes the joke that like, or not the joke, the point, they make the point that it's either all okay or none of it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and you can't, be allowed to criticize any group of people. I'm not, I'm talking religious. Mm-hmm. I'm talking race. I'm talking uh, gender. I'm talking LGBTQ, LGBTQ. You can't sit there and be allowed to criticize anybody, but not be allowed to criticize anybody else or right. somebody else. I, I, the, I don't care who you are. You are not above reproach. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're offended, that's kind of the point. Right. And, and the other thing is context, like set and setting matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's literally telling jokes, right? I can't stand it when somebody says something offensive 
and they say, I'm just kidding, man. Take a joke. Right. It's, it's set and setting matters and who you're talking to matters. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle was on a stage. He's a comedian and he's, and he's telling jokes. Right. And so, so you have to understand that, that it's not necessarily that he was talking bad. He never said anything. He never once said anything particularly bad about the, the uh, uh, transgender individuals. And he might've made jokes about knuckles and Adam's apples and stuff like that, like, (laughs) and making jokes like that, or like how he thought that, uh, he thought that, um, a person in a club was a man, but it was actually a woman, Mm -hmm. you know? And and like, he makes those kind of, that was in in sticks and stones, right? Um, That was the the one from like years ago. He mentioned it in this one. Oh, okay. But, but ultimately like his whole point, if you, if you're offended by what he's saying, then you didn't watch his standup because his, he didn't watch his show because his whole point was that you are not above reproach and that you took like you as a community or, or maybe even just a handful of this community eventually led somebody that was, that, that was part of you. That was, that was, that was transgender themselves that even made fun of themselves for being transgender. That, mm-hmm. that joke about hardwood floors, they were making fun of themselves, but right. like, it's not okay for, you know what I mean? And, and it's just, if you're, if you're going to get canceled, it's just this whole aspect of cancel culture. And just like, it's, it's this Twitter mob that just attacks him and attacks everyone. Like Kevin Hart got canceled. Well, it didn't get canceled, but he was taken off of, of, of the Oscars because right. of something homophobic. He said yeah, but 10 like years ago, 10 years before. And, and, yeah. And, and yeah, what is, was what he said was offensive. Sure. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, and, and people say it's like account of they, they, they it's not account of, it's not cancel culture it's accountability culture <laughs> but but accountability should also take into account that people can change people yeah. can be forgiven maybe people have already had to go through the ringer for yeah. this thing like people don't believe in second chances like th- this new religion of cancel culture mm-hmm. is just doom and gloom it's just fire and brimstone well and also don't there's, there's no room for forgiveness in this cancel culture religion right and it's crazy to me and, and don't talk out of the both both sides of your face don't sit there like 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 dave Chappelle talked about or the like me, like the uh, too. alec baldwin <laughs> right basically Right. Like, yeah. Like that, that. That's crazy. What's going on there too. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> like I, I feel bad for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's not his fault, but, but it's but, just ironic. dude. <laughs> uh, it is. Um, <laughs> the other point, it, like the point, like don't talk out of both sides of your mouth in the sense that like Dave Chappelle talks about the me too movement, about mm-hmm. how, about how like that started. And I'm not criticizing the me, the me too movement. I get it. Like, like Harvey Weinstein, especially Kevin Spacey, some of these people that mm-hmm. did despicable things that needed to be brought to light. I get it. And, and me too was probably the, the, the way to do that. But Dave Chappelle makes a point. He says, he says, uh, you know what, what you could have done was fired your agents. You have all these actresses and all of these, all these people who were saying that this, these wrongs happened to them and people needed to be held accountable. Right. Mm -hmm. And those people do need to be held accountable. Um, but really what, like what the point he makes is like fire your agent and then Go find like if if you're trying to build this up in the name of feminism, then go find a woman, a strong woman, and and have that person be your champion too, as far as your agent like is concerned. And I and I um I understand that. Like I don't. I guess I'll just say this: I'm not critical of the transgender community. I'm not mm-hmm. critical of the LGBTQ community. I have I have um, pride shirts in my closet mm-hmm. because I support the the community. I I've, I went on pride marches and I mm-hmm. like I support them. Um, I support the community even though yeah, I'm, it's all over my desk at work because I never took it down from June. <laughs> but like but like 
and, and so I'm not being critical of the transgender community. I, what I'm being critical of is the cancel culture that, that if you, if you feel like if you were one of the Netflix employees that walked out, that did, that did a demonstration and walked out on Netflix because Netflix wouldn't take it down. Mm-hmm. I genuinely question, did you actually listen to all of what Dave Chappelle said? Because he wasn't critical of you or your community ever. He was critical of the, of basically just receiving criticism for, mm-hmm. or not receiving criticism of, of people going after him because you're not, for some reason, you're not allowed to criticize people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Chappelle, most of his jo- jokes are making fun of white people. Right. And, and I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. Like it's, it's I mean, right. Yeah. And like it, if I had one criticism of Dave Chappelle's special, which I'm sure he'd be okay with. Cause obviously that's what he's trying to advocate is that no one's immune to criticism is his, his new special is very poignant as a lot of good talking points. Yeah. It's not very funny. I th- like it's funny. Dave Chappelle's hilarious, yeah. but compared to other ones, oh, yeah. he, he had a mission and a, an agenda. Oh yeah, he with did. This. He did. And I don't like missions and agendas. You That's know? a good point. Yeah. Um, but his mission and agenda with this is deliver this point. Cause he even said, this is going to be different. You're not going to see me for a while. Let me tell you why. And, yeah. he, and then he, so like there was jokes, but it, it wasn't that funny. It was almost like watching like a motivational speech or something. The first 10 minutes or so of the, of the show, I was dying. Right. I was dying. He was, he was hilarious. Right. And then he got more into his point and stuff. Right. And then, and then he had, jo- he had, he had a lot of jokes sprinkled in with that, but yeah, he definitely had more of a message. And he did a stand up fairly recently where he said, he's like, I will, because he's still selling out arenas. He's just not being put on TV. Mm-hmm. But he, after closer, he did another one. And he's like, I'm not above. He's like, I will meet with these people. I will have a sit down and talk with them. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Here's my conditions. And he's like, you have to watch my show front to back. You have to watch it all before we have a sit down and talk. You have to watch the whole thing. Secondly, it has to be a time and place of my choosing. And thirdly, you have to say that this comedian isn't funny. And it was like a, like a trans comedian. Yeah. Cause I, apparently she's not very funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was a joke. I'm, that was part of his joke for his stand up as right, well. Right. <clears throat> um, anyway, I saw a quote recently and it made me think of Dave Chappelle and the quote being shared. It says advocacy is love. And this is like shared a million, billion, quadrillion times. Ad- advocacy is love. It's actually a person from Utah that like, does this stuff Ad, advocacy is love so i saw yeah the quote i saw is it was on instagram or something it said Ad, advocacy is love is love and the, like you look up advocacy it's support of a rick support of a cause or a support of a person yeah. or whatever but i disagree and the the reason why and uh, the reason why also it made me think of it is i saw a dave Chappelle quote right afterwards and here's a quote and it says our culture has accepted two huge lies the first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe, say, or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. That was what Dave Chappelle said in one of his stand-ups. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So if I have a friend who's doing hard drugs, drinking and driving around, and if I don't say something, like, hey, man, you should not do that. Like I'm worried about you. All of a sudden I don't love that person. Right. Like, that's what, that's what that's trying to say. Right. So I, yeah. And being I, critical, being showing criticism to something is not hate. Right. Well, and let's, let's, let's also re- like, 
mention this again, like, like Dave Chappelle, nor you or I are actually being critical of anybody who's transgender or anybody in the LGBT, but LGBTQ if, community. But if you're a transgender person who advocates for canceling cancel right. culture, I'm, critical, I'm criticizing you. I'm criticizing or you. Or if you're a straight white male. Exactly. Or if you're a it doesn't, whatever. I, I don't yeah. care. I'm criticizing you as a person. I don't right. care what other def- definition of a person you are. Right. I'm criticizing you as a person because ultimately no matter who you are, you are not above reproach right. or you're not above criticism because like, like we said, if you're, you are, it's either, um, it's either all okay or it's not, or none of it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and say, you can't sit there and say making fun of the religion of Islam is not okay, but you can make fun of Christians all day long. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can't sit there. You, you shouldn't be able to sit there, but like, and, and ultimately it's just like, and I'm not stupid. Like we're not stupid, right? If if uh, if a black comedian gets up on stage and makes fun of white people, fine. Mm-hmm. Like like nobody cares. If a white person gets up and makes fun of a black person, like they can do that, but mm-hmm. they might wreck their career. And I, I think it, it's also it has to be really funny. <laughs> like yeah, if, right. It has to be clever. It has to be right. You know, like people, there people, comedians have done it before. Sure. You know, like Family Guy does it all the time. Yeah. Exactly. So, or, or like, um, I can't remember his name, but, uh, there was a guy that, that, uh, cause you also can't ignore historical, like, uh, like truths. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a, there was a comedian, uh, that I saw actually, it, it made me laugh a little bit. He was talking about, um, cultural appropriation, which is another thing. That's a whole other topic. Right. But he was getting, uh, he was getting criticized because he was doing something that was like appropriating another culture. And then like, I guess this person was like on a skateboard and he was like, well, give me my skateboard back. You know, like that's, my, Oh, that's uh, that was Bill Burr. Yeah. Bill Burr. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought that was what his name was. I just didn't yeah. want to get it wrong. I'm talking about Elvis, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis that's right. Yeah. Because he, because he twitched his leg Yeah. <laughs> because Elvis appropriated black, uh, you know, black culture and right. you know, whatever. Um, and then he was like, well, you know, that, that tablet that you're, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. or I don't know. It's just, um, it's, you can do it and it can be funny, but I think this is where I was getting at where I think that, what what Dave Chappelle's show is versus what people think it is. Dave Chappelle's show, his message, his agenda, mm-hmm. it wasn't hate speech. Right. He wasn't trying to get the crowd to get to to be to hate transgender. He, he's basically people. saying like no. He's like enough. Yeah. No more. Yeah. And yeah. he even says himself, he's like, he, I thought it was hilarious. He's like, if you listen closely to my jokes, I'm not making fun of transgender people. I'm not making fun of LGBT. I'm making fun of white people. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was, and it was, it was, it was funny, but like, um, he, uh, yeah. Um, he wasn't, he, it's not hate speech. He wasn't trying to like rile up a crowd to, to go after transgender individuals. <clears throat> he wasn't trying to, he wasn't really, he was, he was, um, proving a point about cancel culture and about the Twitter mob using mm-hmm. the transgender community as the example, right? But everybody sees it as him just being critical of transgender individuals. But ultimately, if you're a person, if you're an individual, I don't care. Again, who, what, who you are, what anything, you're not above criticism. Mm-hmm. This this reminds me. Um, I I recently saw a, a YouTube drama unfold. And this is a very niche audience, YouTube, right? And fold it like unfolded in front of my eyes. And I was very hooked on what was going on. But, but Dave Chappelle kind of gave this person the courage to do it. But so there's a, there's a person, his name is Eric Landon RPG. And he reviews and talks about Japanese 
uh, RPG video games on YouTube, right? There's only like 10, 10 people that do this. So it's a very specific audience. Um, there's another person I'm a fan of. His name is David Inc. And David is gay. He's flaming, but he makes awesome videos. So I watch both of them. I'm actually in both of their discord servers. Right. Um, so I've, I've heard Eric, the he, Eric is from Mexico and David lives somewhere here. But Eric has said a few times in his discord, I'm not a fan of this David guy. I feel like he's copying and stealing my videos. I don't like him because I feel like he will fast follow everything that I do. And then the YouTube algorithm looks like it favors him. Also, th this is Eric's job. So he makes money. This is how he puts food on his table. David, not so much. He says that as a hobby. So anyway, David wants to do a collab with, with Eric, but he won't do it. And so he's re he reached out. He's like, oh, I'm blocked. And he's like, message him on Discord. Oh, I'm blocked. But I know that Eric blocked him because he felt like he was copying him. Mm -hmm. So David assumed that he did it because he was gay. Oh, and he found a video of Eric after Chappelle, the Chappelle standup. Eric uh, was saying, I yeah, just this community. It's just a plague. Right. And then that's all the, the context that he showed. This community is a this LGBTQ community is a plague. But when you watch the whole thing, he's saying cancel culture is a plague. Right. So what, right. he, what he said was not what he meant basically and, and you would know that if you watch the context right he was saying the cancel culture this community is a plague and he he, he felt that way after what they're talking about the Chappelle so stand up yeah so this other david guy makes a video calling him homophobic he's like you, you have to call out the the hate when you see it and i'm like dude you were like ruining this guy's life you're ruining his life right. by making this video right and saying that he's homophobic and he won't he won't collaborate with you because you're gay when when i as a, a audience knows it's because he thinks you're copying him even if you're not he thinks you're copying him so one of you is being childish and the other one of you is being way too defensive right 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 but now this guy, this guy on youtube he's done well i mean i think it's also a point that with all of this that you do have to be careful with your words right because like well if you're gonna be on a plat like us we could get in trouble for saying some of the stuff we're saying absolutely. right now we're on a platform we're putting it out there right so we have to be careful with our words right. but i mean that's why i keep going back to saying i'm neither of us are being critical of any community mm -hmm. we're being critical of if you want to call it a community we're being critical of cancel culture and and the, the twitter mob well i'm being right? critical of, of ass I've, I've said that like before it's just there's there's bad apples in every group community. Yeah. It's bad apples in every group, right? Well, and it's such a it's such a um, a small group of people when you consider a larger population, right? Right. You have, um, but then but then you have the people that are that are that that like that feel bad that they won't necessarily say something, but then they see somebody saying something, and so like, yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so so it kind of it, it appears or feels to be bigger than it is, but like, I mean, ultimately. I mean, I don't know, man. You're like, you're religious. Mm -hmm. You're a member of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. Do you want Trey Parker and Matt Stone to be canceled because of their Book of Mormon musical? No, absolutely not. Why? Why not? I don't know. Cause they felt like they had the right to do it. That's, you know, and it, and it was funny. Do you feel like you're above reproach? Do you feel yeah. like you're above criticism for being a member of that church or, or any, any? No. Okay. Do you like, why not? Is it because you're uh, used to being criticized? I am. I, I mean, like, I'm sorry for putting you on a pedestal <laughs> on, on, on the spot here. I wasn't, no, but I think, that, I think you but. have a good point because we're, we're, I'm definitely used to the criticism, but I'm also used to the criticism for, of being a male, being a straight male. 
uh, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So I actually get from certain people I get like, I'll get like Hispanic Mexican Mm -hmm. jokes thrown my way or on the other side, I'll get white jokes thrown my way, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, or my privilege or whatever, like I, I definitely get criticized a lot. I think that when it's done with love or with respect, criticism can be a good thing. Uh, it also challenges yourself. There's you know? also no way that the Book of Mormon musical is done with respect. It's very disrespectful. Yeah, definitely. But but I but I don't think that they. And and here's the here's the other thing too is like, the Book of Mormon musical is attention, and uh, what's the word? There, there's all, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, all yeah. that's it. Thank you. I was trying to say all attention is good, but that's <laughs> all publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah. And and I think even. Cause I think that the church put, uh, an ad in the they book of Mormon playbook. Yeah. Like you've, you've seen the play and I'll read the book. Like it's a joke. It's funny. Um, and then Parker and stone were like, that's funny. Yeah. Credit like, them for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, so I, you know, I've been very critical of the church in the last little while. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's not a really, that's a, not a secret, but I did go to, I did go to BYU and I took a, I took a couple marketing course, marketing classes mm-hmm. there and they actually talked about that specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the kind of the response that I got and I always respected, and I still do respect the approach mm-hmm. because when something happens that you can either re- react to, uh, you can react in many different ways, you know, it's not just peaceful and violent. You can react in many different ways. And I felt like the reaction that they did there. Right. I mean, I, I can't think of very many other aspects that would be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In terms of reacting to, to something that could be considered offensive, that could be considered, um, critical, that can be, mm-hmm. that could be considered, um, all of those different things. And, and, and yeah, Trey Parker, Matt Stone being like, that's perfect response, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and I, and I have to applaud anybody who reacts that way. But if you start creating a mob and trying to get mm-hmm. Trey Parker and Matt Stone canceled because they made, but that's exactly what they want. Th- that is, they, they have an entire season of South park trying to say, cancel, cancel South park. And they and even tr- say like, they've been waiting for it. And, and if you like the way you said, if you pay attention to Chappelle's stand up, if you pay attention to South park, the only people that make fun of are extremists. Yeah. Extremists on both sides. Yeah. On any side, yeah. North, South, East, left, right. Right. They make fun of extremists. Yeah. And the children are always a voice of reason. Yeah. So if you think that South park right now is like, like oh, they're, they're going too far. They, they've always gone too far. Right. It's just that you, you're an extremist now. Right. <laughs> and, and they're going after. Right. I mean, the, I remember in season one, they had Jesus boxing Satan in a boxing match <laughs> and then Satan threw the fight so he can win all the betting money. <laughs> like, well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, okay, society, Twitter, whoever, <clears throat> we draw lines in the sand. Right. And you're always going to get people who are going to cross that line, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Right. Dave Chappelle crossed it intentionally. South Park continuously crosses it intentionally. Mm-hmm. But South Park, I mean, how how many really truly peop- uh, are people really calling for Trey Parker and Matt Stone's head? Um, I over, mean, it seems like whenever that, whenever it's on, they get a lot of heat. They get but, heat, but, but they can one they can handle it. Two, they've even said we've been waiting for this for a long right, time. Right. And we ha- we have other stuff that we're good at. We but don't at have to time, just do shows. Anybody, if you're going to criticize South Park for going too far, mm-hmm. you've become the joke. Right. You've become the joke that Trey Parker and Matt Stone are, are making, that mm-hmm. the, the show is making, if you are getting offended by what they're saying. And 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 I bring them up because I, I, I think they're an, an ultimate example of just making fun of everybody no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, and, and that's, that's where I, I, I'm kind of going with that is that um, like, they're not getting canceled, 
right? There's I don't no, think so. there's no huge, if there is a cancel South park movement, it's not, it's not that. Well, and they, they did it first. So it felt uncool. Right. <laughs> to, but we're talking about drawing, drawing a line in the sand that could, like, like society is drawing a line in the sand. You cannot make fun of, and you cannot criticize uh, anybody in the LGBTQ community and LGBTQ community mm-hmm. for being, um, you know, for being gay, lesbian, trans, you can't, you can't criticize them. Like that line has been drawn. Mm-hmm. And then Dave Chappelle crossed that line on intentionally right. crossed it, not making fun of them, but being critical of the Twitter mob and, mm-hmm. of, and, and, and I think that it's, uh, uh, the, the word is case, but yeah, here, here's the thing I think that we ultimately need to do is, I'm I'm not even like saying this because I'm you know, a boomer because I'm not a boomer, but put down your phone, not, not you, but just put down your phone, like go outside. Like, <laughs> it's not as doom and gloom as no, like, yeah, we have, we still have COVID, you know? Yeah. I was, I was quarantining myself cause I was exposed, exposed recently, but th- th- like go talk to people, have a conversation, have a conversation, go talk to people. You'll like, realize that people don't hate you as much as you think they do. Yeah, exactly. Like no matter who you, if you are a Biden supporter, if you're a Trump supporter, if you like Hillary, Bernie, like if you have a let's go Brandon shirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> such a random thing dude such a random thing to happen but, but that's what i mean it's good. have a conversation with these people like uh, like social media is not real life uh i feel like our audience knows this too you know and, and i feel like people are people say this and they're like yeah we know social media is not real life but like you're also saying that on social media yeah you know, like like literally talk to these people have a conversation with people you if it gets heated then you know that you that person is not ready for this conversation. But. Also ask yourself, if you do see something, ask yourself the question is my reaction, the intention of what, like of what's going on. Like, like Dave Chappelle says in the beginning of his show, you mentioned this, that he's come out here and you're not going to like what he has to say. Right. Right. He knew that he was going to elicit this, this, this type of reaction. Right. Right. And so if you're reacting that way, maybe take a harder, like listen a little harder to what he's really saying or, or what anybody's saying. And like, you're like, you're the point you're making. I think it's a fantastic point. Like go out and have a conversation with people and you realize that people don't hate you yeah. as much as you think they do. Exactly. And maybe, and, and the opposite is also true. Go out and, and maybe somebody might be nice to your face, but then they might be, they might be a little bit two faced. They might be a little bit, um, you know, like, it's kind of like, I don't know the, the, I, the concept that I'm thinking in my mind is say, say, I know, I know uh, gay marriage is legal, but like, say that you go out and you're talking to somebody about gay marriage being legalized mm-hmm. and somebody says, Oh, you know, like, yeah, I'm all for it. And then like, then they go to the voting booth and they vote against it. You know, like there's that kind mm-hmm. of hypocrisy, but you know, ultimately like go out and have a conversation with people, learn about people, learn about people's well, experiences. And people are nuanced too. Like, like everybody is right. Everybody is right. So like, yeah, like the example that you use, like, I, I don't know, like I couldn't tell you why they would say to your face and then vote another way, but I probably have done that. Well, I mean, it's, it's the whole reason why Trump won in 2016. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause no people were afraid to admit that they supported him. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. It, it, it's that like, it's that the, the all point. of the, all of the polls were wrong because nobody that the, the, not nobody, you had the, you had the far right and the far left. Mm-hmm. And then you had a significant portion of people in the middle who supported Trump and voted for Trump. And that's why he won. But the polls had it wrong because, you know, because people were afraid mm. because why, why are people afraid? Why, why? But ultimately it's just a matter of like, 
you know what? Have a I mean, they're afraid because like we said, the mob can make you lose your job. Right. Like it, it's happening. Right. Like, if and like, you're, you, you can only really get canceled if you let it happen. You, you might lose your job. Right. But like if you, if you made a big enough stink about you losing your job over something you put on social media, I guarantee you'll get right. accepted by a different. This, this goes both on both sides, whether you right. voted for Trump and Trump or Hillary or Trump or Biden or whoever, if you're afraid of losing friends based off of who you voted for, Mm-hmm. Re, like well not even that but like if you like dave Chappelle, that's an, right like, yeah. well, and, and again we're talking about drawing lines in the sand this isn't something new dave Chappelle has been doing this forever since the dave Chappelle since he since he made the show i think the movie uh i think is it is it how high um i don't know if he's in how high with like john lovitz <laughs> no not how high um it's it's a oh half-baked half-baked that's yeah. it yeah yeah it's a funny movie um but like he's but ever since like the Chappelle show was was drawing lines in this like crossing the lines and he made these jokes mm-hmm. he's been making the jokes forever why is it like all of a sudden like why is it now when he's not even criticizing your community like he's not mm. criticizing you for being transgender he's not criticizing you for being gay or lesbian he is criticizing you as a person for going right. after people for the wrong reason. Uh, I, I think also too, and we've been on this topic for a while, but yeah. I, I think yeah. ultimately what he's trying to say is, is you're not above me cracking jokes at you. Right. No, nobody is right. Like, that's what I do. I'm a comedian. Uh, he's an observational comedian and he's really good at it. Right. And so, yeah, he, if he wants to make a joke about a transgender person, he want, I guess what he was trying to say is that he can. Right. And that there's, there's no topics that are off. And, but, and I mentioned this like set and setting makes sense. Right. Set, and set and setting is important, right? You have a comedian. That's what he does. He is paid. He makes a living off of telling jokes. He's on a stage where he practices his craft. Mm. He's going to tell jokes and he's going to tell jokes that offend people. Set and setting is important. Uh, I've worked with um, comedians. Right. And I can tell you that these com- this particular group of comedians, you can, you can criticize them for not being very funny if you want to, but ultimately like they make a living off of telling jokes. But right. ultimately they sit and they respect each other, you know, when they're around each other mm-hmm. set and setting makes makes is important. But when the camera's on, they might make, make fun of the, make fun of themselves or make, mm-hmm. you know, whatever like it, it's, it, it's, that's, that's the aspect is, is Dave Chappelle. You can sit there and say, Dave Chappelle is punching down on a certain community, but he tells you a story about how this person who opened for one of his shows was a member of that community that he respected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, is he really, is he really transphobic? Is he really, does he really hate your community when he allow, when he allows someone in that community to open for them because he finds that person funny or because he likes that person? You know what I mean? Like, like just listen, like pay attention Uh because set and setting is important. And I think that's like, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make there is, you know, if you're going there's a difference and it maybe it's a bit of a gray area but there's a difference between insulting and being rude and being just a, a jerk a dick right and and making making jokes and making people laugh yeah and i i mean ultimately if we're if we're gonna wrap it up i think dave Chappelle is a master at what he's doing and his job his mission was accomplished he we're having people are having conversations like the ones we're having right now i think it's this, conversation was, this is kind of a have. heavy conversation Absolutely. for us to have yeah and it's all recorded it's gonna be on our show for forever i know are we gonna release but, this <laughs> i don't i think i don't know i think i think ultimately ultimately if we've said something that offends you i apologize you know because absolutely words have weight words yeah. matter um, and it's not intentional either. Right. But and have I'm, that conversation with us. The, the criticism is directed to people um, 
it, it's at your character. Like Martin Luther King said, you know, it's like, it's, it's your, you should be judged on your character. Yeah. The, the content of your character. Yeah. Not how you look, yeah. not what you look like. Yeah. So what I'm saying, what ultimately what we're saying is what I'm saying, what you're saying is have conversations with people. You, you can judge a person, even how they look. Cause this goes both ways. You can, you can judge a person on the, how they look. You can be reviled by that person. You can also judge a person on, on the way they think, you know, like we, we have thought police now and, right. and you can't think this way anymore, right. but you don't know the content of that person's character. Right. Talk to them. Right. Have conversations. Right. They m- might be your friends. The four of us telling to right now, the four of us, uh, except for the Giffords nepotism, <laughs> the four of us, we don't, we hardly agree on anything. Oh, we argue all the time. Like, po- even politics, you know, like mm-hmm. we or movies, whatever, but we get along because we have conversations with each right. other. Right. And you don't like, you, you don't have to like get rid of your friends because they don't think the same way you do. That That's ultimately the point of this is just, I don't know. We you just need to love each other, yeah, love and, each and- other. You can love someone and be critical of them. Absolutely. And you can, you know, try to try to understand people, like understand and listen to them. And and it takes a big person to sit there and say to, to say, I hear what you're saying. And even though I might disagree with it, I I, I maybe my mindset has shifted a little bit in the sense of like, I, I, I understand where you're coming from and I never thought of it that way. Right. And and just kind of just having an open mind, because like nothing nothing is gonna happen if we are closed minded. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And get off your phones. Social media is not real life. Right. Go outside, have conversations, there spit, you go. spit in people's faces and give them COVID. Don't do that. <laughs> That's rude. Don't do that. Uh, this, this was a heavy topic. It was, it was. And, and, and it I wasn't, think we weren't cracking very many jokes here. No, no, it was a pretty heavy topic. Um, but ultimately like it's, 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 it's on the forefront of everything right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't scroll through any social media you're, you're talking about putting on your phone, but I can't <laughs> scroll through social media without seeing something about Dave Chappelle or squid game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's topical. Yeah. That's what we do. We talk about topical mm-hmm. topics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, and we drink Tropicana on that note. Um, we will, uh, we'll wrap it up. Here's anything else you want to, you want to say uh no just you know find us support us we aren't we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on coffee we're on patreon we're do we still have products on amazon do we still have our shirts uh we do i don't i don't know if they're being uh i mean i think so mm-hmm. I, I think the links are still there and everything and i think you can still um you still order so buy our stuff on amazon y'all <laughs> also we're, co- we're coming close to episode 100 we are that's we've been doing this for like three or four years now i i do want to say 100 so we had a few uh we count specials as episodes but we had a few like teasers and we right. had a few so this officially is episode 96 so we've got we're we're right up there so mm-hmm. anyway um yeah so getting close to episode 100 we're thinking of doing something fun thinking of doing something with our audience but uh yeah we'll, we'll have to workshop it and see what we can come up with and to answer your question i did just check the uh our merch our shirts are um uh yeah are are still on um awesome yeah are still on amazon uh you can look up the brand cold bow productions um you could also look up cold bow podcast i think i even just looked up cold bow mm-hmm. we've got uh, women's shirts we've got kids shirts we've got um and it's just you know and then we've got we've got a few options so um, I should go back on there and put out, put a few other options on there. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. All right. Later. And we love you guys, even though I disagree with all of you. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Bye.